Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all the way live. I'm Jarrett. Ali is still in India, still in Nepal, still in Asia, <laughs> enjoying uh, vacation. Are you mad? No, I'm, I'm good, actually. Are you sure? I mean, I, I have vacation at some point. Do I haven't you? scheduled it. But I'm going to say, really. when? <laughs> I was gonna say what? What is vacation? But, you know, vacation is, is, a, is coming at some point. Um, I am uh, excited to have joining me in the studio today. Oh, um, you're excited? One of, I'm just saying that because I'm on the radio. Um, <laughs> Uh, one of my good, good friends, Travel Anderson from Out Magazine. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back. Thanks um, for having me. You debuted a turban last night for the yes. first time, and you're giving us a new one tonight. Listen, I'm going today. denim today, you know. A denim turban, um, yes. as an ode to, I'm guessing, to Nick Cannon. And no uh, odes to anybody. <laughs> just, I wanted to try something new. Okay. You know, I, you know, I usually have my hair just like out and about, but I was right. like, sometimes I don't feel like doing my hair you and, and Ryan have sim- you and Ryan uh, Mitchell from Let's Go There have similar hairstyles but not the same right um, we are not the same person I, to be um, clear to I be know, clear you guys get I'm better all the time okay uh, you know what? <laughs> he's my arch nemesis so I'm gonna go with you on that I know he's listening right yeah, now of course he is of course he is um, but yes talk to me about this turban situation how did this come about yeah I just wanted you know I'm always one of those people who's always trying to figure out something to do with their hair okay and I, I love longer hair but I don't like the time it takes to get longer hair so the turban is really about being lazy yes I, I figured that when I saw you last I was like oh this is not about style this is about it's not oh, at like all it. it's all about having something that I can throw on my head and and it's silk lined on the inside or satin lined on the oh, inside so it's great, for, so your it's hair, great for my hair it's from a black owned business you know I, I support the communities right um, and so I was like this is this is this is good this is necessary I can just throw it on my head don't have to worry about doing my hair here's and the thing you're okay. never gonna do your hair again Listen, like girl, I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm never gonna see your this hair. This is the new look. This is the new look. Exactly. That's why Nick Cannon was doing it. Listen, for so long. a lot of people remember me in in the industry for like my hair. That's how they spot me yeah. in crowds. I do the same thing. Now it's it's gonna be a turban, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you can say the B word. I, 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 was say, I said it, then I was like, oh, wait, Ooh, can I say that? Good. Can I say that? Are they gonna hit the button? <laughs> um, okay, so last night was a great night for us. Uh, as we've said before here on the show, you and I serve as uh, president and vice president of. NABJLA, which is the National Association of Black Journalists here in Los Angeles. Uh, and last night we had our holiday party uh, in partnership with an organization called Beepers and BPRS, the Black Public Relations Society of Los Angeles. And so we had a great holiday party last yes, night. Yes, it was so cute. It was very well attended, more well attended than I expected it to be. Yes. Uh, and the drinks were good. We had a really nice sangria that I was just like loving. It exactly. was so good. I may have had so two or three or more. Um, and we gave away scholarships. We gave away thousands of dollars in scholarships. Entirely too, many, too much money. Entirely <laughs> too much money to too many people, but it was fantastic. Um, and all the students got to speak. And then um, I knew you were going home. You'd had a rough day yes. and you were going home to some ice cream. And like I called you when I got home and I was like, hey, just calling to see how you're doing. And you're like... <laughs> You know, I'm fine. And like he shows me this enormous thing of Cold Stone Creamery ice cream yes. that he he was like already into and like smacking in FaceTime. It was so good. I, I know it was. I could I hear. I have to give the people my specific ice cream order. Do you always Cold order the Stone. same thing? Always the same thing. Now, it's important that you tell them that you used to work at I used at to Cold work Stone. at Cold Stone. So I've had plenty of time to perfect. Yes. The recipe. No singing will be done. Do you know, do you know they don't sing anymore? They don't sing anymore. They don't sing anymore, Emmy, anymore at Emmy's all. Emmy's like, sing the song. 
they don't if, sing if we tip you, will you sing? Well, it depends on how big the tip is. It's a di- it'll be a dime. But okay, then no. Okay. <laughs> um, but I always get half cake batter ice cream, half French vanilla okay. with Reese's. Oreos and a lot of rainbow sprinkles. Okay, because you've just got to really embrace the homosexuality. It's so well, that's what I do. Okay, I'm a professional homosexual. <laughs> I would say that I'm a professional. Um, guy. But yes, I had this big old like quart of ice cream that I had got earlier in the day, and I just was going at it. Yeah, yeah. It was. It felt amazing. You, you were, you were. <laughs> Doing the work last night. You were putting in work. So I knew that he was going home, and I figured you were going to be getting into Disney Plus. Mm Because before Disney Plus came out, you were like, bitch. Cheetah Girls. They got the Cheetah Girls. And I was like, I was like, let me be clear. You're getting Disney Plus. For the Cheetah Girls? For the <laughs> Cheetah like, Girls, yes. And so I, when I called him, I was like, I was just calling. I called him on FaceTime. He's, he he had the turban off and, ooh, that hair. <laughs> um, and so I was saying to him that I was like, I'm just calling to make sure that you're okay, seeing how you're feeling, because it was a rough day, which we're going to talk about in the next segment, yes. why it was a rough day, because there's some interesting things happening in queer media. And so uh, he was like, yes, bitch, I'm okay, bitch. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, are you going to be doing like Cheetah Girls or are you going to be like, what are you doing? And so he, uh, he was like, oh, no, I'm actually watching my new favorite show. And I was like, what is your new favorite? show he was like my new stuff my new show is um high High school School musical Musical, the The musical Musical, the the series and i said to him like you're watching high school musical the musical the series yes how ashamed of you are am i right now and then he was like (laughs) no it's actually so good and then he starts trying to explain the show to me and i'm like I have no interest in what you're talking about. But was, but then but, he like he talked me into it. Yeah. So then I started the show and it's so good, y'all. It was it's interesting, but so then he and I are texting back voice messages <laughs> to each other and I sent him this. He's singing, I think I kinda you know to her. <laughs> and all, They're gonna get cast together. Oh Jesus Christ on the f- watching this. I was was so mad at myself for watching this show. I was like, I'm so mad because it actually is kind of cute. It's so cute. But mind you, you're six episodes in. I Yes. I almost finished episode one last night. But you I didn't felt, finish it? Well, I got a phone call and then I fell asleep, so I haven't finished it, but I'm going <sighs> to because it was very cute, even though I felt like I was very clear how this episode was going to end. Well, yes, but, but, but it's it so was, good. It was adorable, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cute, and I'm like, am I going to watch another episode of this? <laughs> so I will tell you, High School, the musical, the, the musical, the series. Yes. Did yes. I say that right? High School Musical, the, the musical, musical, the, the series. series, which is a ridiculous name, <laughs> but is. I think that's part of the appeal. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to watch more of it. We got to maybe try and get someone from yes. sh- from that movie, from the show on this show, um, just talk about it. If you've watched High School Musical, the musical, no, if you watch High School Musical, oh. you uh, will be able to enjoy the show. We got to take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we've got some an interesting uh, set of announcements about the state of queer media. Um, some things are happening that are, uh, some big changes are coming. That's going to be up next. Don't go anywhere. We're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie with special guest co-host Travel Anderson. Yes. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Travel is in here having a full on church gospel church, moment. Church, baby. Shout out to all Mariah I want Carey. for Crima is the, you. The, the, okay, South Carolina. Crima. <laughs> uh, shout out to Mariah Carey, the Queen of Christmas, for the best song. 
ever for Christmas. It's yes. just, it's always good until you've heard it the seventy fifth time and you're like, okay, you're like, I, I get it, girl. I can I can wait another eleven months until I hear this song. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Travel is in with me today, and um, we were talking earlier about last night. I said I knew that you'd had a difficult day, and um, I knew why you'd had a difficult day. That would send you home to watch. High School, School musical, musical, The Musical, The, musical, the series. series. He's singing, I think I kind of, you know what I heard. <laughs> and it's all digital. They're going to get cast together. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm the f- watching the <laughs> show. Oh, man. I still feel that way about the show. Same. But I will be going home to watch it. But... It's but I, so I knew it was a difficult uh, day for you yesterday because, uh, as we said, you are the director of culture and entertainment over at Out Magazine. And um, there are a lot of things happening at Out Magazine. And I wanted to kind of give you some space to yes. talk about what's been going on. So in case you haven't seen any of the headlines, basically, there have been a number of layoffs um, slash departures at Out Magazine. Um, as of yesterday, there's been all these different stories. Philip Picardi, our editor in chief, um, is leaving the company. Yesterday was his last day. Also, after a tumultuous year, after a trash year, um, uh, the editor in chief of The Advocate, our sister publication, Zach Stafford, will be leaving his role in January. I didn't know that. Um, The interim CEO of Pride Media, which is the company that owns both publications, is also leaving in January. Um, I am have also been laid off. Wow. Um, As of yesterday, I have about a week left to finish uh, a couple projects, but. um, and some other people have also been laid off in the process. It's going to allow them to have their own stories and release that information at their leisure. But what it represents is this kind of broader conversation about like the state of queer media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how there's just a lot of uncertainty going on. It was it was just earlier this year in January that Grindr uh, disbanded and eliminated into mm-hmm. after all of the great work that they did. And that was um, only there for like what a year and a half or two. It, it was it was a very new publication at Zach the time. Zach Stafford who headed yeah. that up as well. Zach Stafford was. Pre- uh, yeah, C-A-C, not what is it? EIC, E-I-C yeah. of of into before coming over to the Advocate. Um, but yeah, in a very sudden decision, I think it was January earlier this year. Um, Grinder, you know quote-unquote, made a pivot to video um, and, like, laid off all of their staff members. Um, Some of them who, you know, we were able to pick up at at out over the last year, but um, I think if you haven't been reading the stories, there's just been a lot of like financial mismanagement um, with the 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 owner of our company, mm-hmm. um, and this is all public information, so I'm not like you know violating any rules. Yeah, um, talking out of school. <laughs> you know, I mean, although I'll probably do that too if you well, get me a drink at me I, I, or something. I was say, I've, met, I've met you, so <laughs> you yes. know. Um, and so yeah, it's just it's just really interesting because now you have um, the out staff. Like I said, I'm there for another week or so, um, but it's been kind of shot to maybe five people that now is on that staff mm-hmm. that is supposed to, you know, run the website that is supposed to put also out put magazine. out the print magazine. Um, and it doesn't look well when you also look at the state of other LGBTQ publications as well that are already also struggling. One, with just the general nature of the media landscape, mm-hmm. but then also some of these very specific issues that we deal with as smaller independent, independent publications. So... 
as we're talking about this, I remember having a conversation a while ago about the mainstreaming of gay and how mm-hmm. that has like positive and negative consequences. Yeah. So the positive ne- the positive consequences is being more accepted in society, more you know normalized and all that. Um, one of the things, the first places I started to notice it was when I moved to LA and would go to the Abbey. Yeah. The Abbey is a place where it's obviously a very gay club, but also like there's so many straight people there yes. that you don't know who's gay and who's straight, who's safe to approach, who's not, where people are on the like, Who can I grind up on and who can I not? Didn't say that. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, but like, <laughs> but like, I mean, sort of though, yes, but like, who's it okay to approach? Like yeah. if you see a guy that's attractive, like at a gay club, you assume that he's probably a gay but yeah, like okay. but that, exactly <laughs> but you also kind of see like the mainstreaming of gay culture in those kinds of ways and uh it starts to kind of concern me that like we don't have as many safe spaces and i'm wondering if that is how you feel like queer media is becoming and we actually have to take a break so we'll be able to answer this on the other side of the break but i wanted to kind of get a, a taste from you if you feel like the mainstreaming of LGBTQ issues and mm-hmm. the mainstreaming of gay, if you will, or of queer, um, is a part of why queer media is having such a difficult time. Obviously, we are queer media, yeah, um, and we're new and, and growing. But like, I'm trying to figure out like what kind of like yellow flags we need to be looking at. So when we take a, a quick break, we're going to come back and have a little bit more of this conversation about what's happening uh, in queer media and and in queer communities in general. Um, we're coming back with more. Drop the subject right after this. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We're in the middle of a conversation about the state of queer media, and uh, Travel Anderson joins us. <clears throat> From Out Magazine. Director Not of, from Out Magazine. Uh, I was going to say, at least for the next week, um, uh, Director of Culture and Entertainment from Out Magazine, formerly of the Los Angeles Times, and um, we'll be moving on to something new and beautiful, I'm sure, very soon. Uh, we were talking about how Out has laid off all these folks. Yes. Um, and Pride Media, the owner of Out, and the advocate is laying off a bunch of big people, um, mm-hmm. higher ups, I should say. Um, there's been mismanagement of money and all that kind of stuff. But there was a conversation earlier this year about Pete Buttigieg not doing gay media and him saying he didn't need to do gay media. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was kind of a kind of a an alert, if you will, that kind of lets you know, like, the LGBTQ folks aren't we don't have to always go to LGBTQ places to get LGBTQ information or mm-hmm. to have like an LGBTQ, LGBTQ safe space, seemingly for the, that kind of conversation. And I was saying to you that I was wondering if the mainstreaming of queer culture um, is hurting queer media and kind of, I kind of gave the analogy of, of the Abbey and I'm, I'm curious what you yeah. think about that. I don't know. I feel like, so what we see is that there are a lot more of the quote unquote mainstream outlets that are doing hiring folks to specifically cover LGBTQ stuff or to cover uh, gender, right? So like the New York Times has a gender reporter now, mm-hmm. right? Or NBC News has NBC out, right? Um, a lot of these places, right, have these LGBTQ verticals, HuffPost, has queer voices, right? Um, I mean, I think that they're... It's it's twofold. I think the world that we are all trying to work towards is one where our communities and the ways that we show up in the world pop up in every aspect of life, Mm. in mainstream and not mainstream, because that's how we are as well. That's how we 
show up and move through the world. But I still think that there is a need for specific outlets that focus on and cater to LGBTQ folks and queer culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the, the, the New York Times, the LA Times, these mainstream outlets will never be able to have those necessary kind of intercommunity conversations that we need to have. It's the same kind of justification for why we still need an Essence, we still need an Ebony, we still need a Jet, we still Absolutely. need, you know, a Blavity, these places that are specifically for black folks, even as, you know, the representations of black folks and and our types of cultures are covered a lot more. I think queer media is still necessary. Um, but what we find is that the same issues that a lot of black media are having, queer media is also having in terms of the owners mismanaging and not doing what they need to do to ensure that these publications, many of which who have kind of these legacies behind them, mm-hmm. making sure that they survive, right? I, I remember being in college and having a conversation about like the need for a place like an essence or a, a, the need for a place that is like black media and having a classmate, a, a young white girl coming up to me afterwards and asking like, well, isn't that racist? And, da, da, da. and I was like, oh God, um, no. But then I kind of explained to her using a different kind of scenario I was saying to her, well, if you're a major sports fan and you, you know, wanted to know about what happened in the game last night, would you go to like your evening news and see like the last segment in their C block that talks about sports? She was like, yeah, I was like, but if you really wanted like in-depth coverage of it, where would you go? And she was like, oh, you'd like turn on ESPN. I was like, it's the same exact exactly the same way that uh, sports fans want to be able to go to a place with people that know sports and that live sports that played sports that, you know, are, are in sports with ESPN or now the Fox Sports Channel and all those other places. It's kind of the same thing when you're in a minority group. Like you want to hear other black voices, uh, different black perspectives that can contribute to the black conversation. You want to hear queer vo- voices that can speak to the different experiences of being queer. And I think that is the importance of, yeah. of those kinds of spaces. And I think uh, I, I think that kind of gets overlooked a little bit by more mainstream culture sometimes. Well, because I think part of it is the idea is that we. We always have thought that like we want to be accepted, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea of being accepted is that we don't we, we don't want to have to have our own. Right. Right. But there's a particular kind of utility I think that comes with having your own. It's one of the reasons why we have NABJ, right? Exactly. Which is like we can have particular specific conversations about our experiences that you just can't have in these other spaces because those people don't share those experiences. And I've been saying for the longest, like we've seen a lot of these more mainstream outlets now trying to have conversations around queer identity, around uh, what was it? GQ just did was it GQ or Esquire just did the new masculinity issue. Mm-hmm. These are conversations that we've been having in the out magazines and the advocates since the beginning of time. Yeah. Right now. But now it's in vogue for these mainstream outlets to do it. But if you were supporting queer media, if you were supporting supporting queer artists, queer writers, queer musicians, etc., you would be able and be more adept at having these conversations. Absolutely. I think that's a, a really important point. We're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, Drop the Subject returns with more. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back. I am uh, really excited about this next story because we are always like standing Lizzo here on Channel Q and um Lizzo has just gotten a pretty significant honor, I would say, especially for uh, being a breakthrough artist this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a, a new artist to many, but she is new on the mainstream. And she is now uh, Time Magazine's Entertainer of the Year with our own Time cover. And I think that is 
pretty extraordinary. Yeah, she also got a second cover this week. Um, Entertainment Weekly did six covers of the entertainers yeah. of the year, and she's one of those covers as well. She's also uh, Apple Music's Breakthrough Artist of the Year. Yeah. And she's Lizzo's li- living her best life. She's living her best life, our best life, Listen, everybody's okay, best life. Their best life. Um, she's one of the most nominated people at the Grammys this yes. year, and I keep saying that what is extraordinary to me this year about the Grammys is that the artists, all of the artists with the top numbers of nominations are breakthrough or, or new artists. It's yeah. Lizzo, it's Billie Eilish, uh, Liz, L- Lil Nas, Nas X. X. And mm-hmm. so um, I just think that's a, a really incredible thing. But um, I'm curious what you think about Lizzo because I, <clears throat> I feel like the moment where things literally broke through for Lizzo to me seemed like when she performed on Ellen and I thought that Ellen performance was like like, she performed white people no because it was like the first time I'd seen her like on an enormous platform okay and the performance was so good like Uh I don't know if you saw that performance but she she is on the stage and then she's in the audience she moves completely through the audience she does like a full round through the um, through the, the studio and I just remember thinking like she murdered that. Yeah. And after that, I started just seeing her more and more and more. And like this year has been a steady incline for her. Yeah. And I'm I'm just so excited. Do do you think that's what it was? I, I think no. I think it, it. I think that's part of it. But I know um, all of the like stories that have been written her, on her. They all go to um, this movie uh, called I think it was Something Great or Someone Great mm-hmm. um, that was on Netflix yeah. earlier this year with Gina Rodriguez, Dewan DeWise, and some white woman's name I can't remember right now. Yikes. Um And her song "Good as Hell" was a song in that Netflix movie. Right. And when that dropped, that's when the song it hit the top one hundred, and then it worked its way all the way up to the top. Really? Um, yeah. And then, I remember that movie. And that was around the same time as she was releasing the new album, Because I Love You, or Because I Love You. Um, so she had the new music. She had the song with um, um, Missy Elliott that came out earlier this year as well, which also gave her some, some shine. Yes. Um, and so yeah, this Slow is, this is the house. year. Listen, oh <laughs> how you doing? Exactly. Um, and so yeah, this has definitely been her year without a doubt, even, and she's had some controversy Absolutely. as well. You know, right you now you can't have a year like this without a little bit. Right now, the girls are mad at her because she, you know, wore like a she wore like an oversized t shirt. We talked about to that here on the show, a game yeah. with a thong on and her butt out. They, you know, she had the situation earlier this year where she she thought that um, a like Uber Eats driver or somebody was delivering a food, driver. yeah, had stolen her food. So she posted, posted the photo, the and photo and the number and the person's name and stuff like that. And that she created had the controversy issue. with the lyrics from Good as Hell the, about yes. being one hundred percent. That it's bit. been a lot for her. It's this been a year. lot. But, like, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. And, like, the, a couple of blips on the radar that, mind you, significant blips, Listen, but blips okay. nonetheless. Um, I would say I, I'm so excited for her. I I love watching this year that she's had, and I, I hope that she is enjoying it um, as much as, as we all seem to be. The one thing I have to say is I don't know why we keep calling her a rapper. Well, I but... kept thinking that, too, but then I think she references herself as a rapper. I was actually playing the album this morning while I was getting ready, and I was in the shower like, I do my hair yes. and like, you know, and all of it. And I was thinking to myself, like, she kind of is rapping on some of these songs, and like, she references herself as a rapper, but I definitely thought that was something that white people put on her. But, yeah, <laughs> but like, it's just weird. It is weird to me, but like, 
I don't know. If you listen to the album, there are plenty of songs where I'm like, I could see why she would say she was rapping. But also, like, Beyonce used to do that fast talking thing. Well, she does it all the listen, time. Beyonce, and, like, she's never Beyonce's been a Beyonce's the prototype for all of these girls. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Well, you know. Listen, the beehive else. jumped out. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, more Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. We've got to talk about uh, what's happening in Congress today. Uh, Joe Biden, they said that he's allegedly only going to run for one term and that he wouldn't run again. He has something to say about that. And then... Up next, Girl. what does your email signature say about you? That's next. Don't go. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. If you have an email signature, it's you saying something to the world, even if you don't realize it. What does yours say about you? That's up in just four minutes. Here's Get Lucky from Daft Punk on the new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right. So when you email people, you may have an email signature that. Just says like, you know, sincerely name here. Yes. Or you might have a signature that says, you know, very best regards. That's what you do. That's what mine says. Or you might have something that says, slay on. That's what mine says. (laughs) Or you might have something that's long with all of your accomplishments and stuff like that. Mine just has very best regards. My name, vice president of NABJLA. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has like my... It has your cell phone, it has your email, and then your website. There we go. Like, simple and clean. Yours is, has an exclamation point. Mine's, mine is always... I always end every message with slay on, exclamation point, and then it depends on if it's coming from my work email address. That was... It just... I didn't put my name, but it's I do my, appreciate yours because uh, it says uh, typed by the best oh, gel manicure when I do nails. it on my phone. Yes, when I when I'm sending from my phone, I say it says uh, typed by the finest gel manicured nails, brevity, typos, and occupational hazard. I just I, I love that. It's really it's, good. It's actually really great. Yeah. Um, and there's first this of all, article. let me say that you don't get to say that. Why not? Just, just cause. I got to big up myself, okay? <laughs> it's called confidence. It's called self-esteem, honey. Get it. Uh, so there's an article in the New York Times came out a couple of days ago about what your email signature says about you. And they have all these different things in here. Ultimately, as with all of these conversations, it comes down to, you know what, you do do what you want. Um, but they're talking about those people that have entirely too many links in the signature uh-huh. of their email where it's like they have their Twitter, their Facebook, their Instagram, they have their website. They also have buy this book pre-order. They also have a quote. They also have this this something that just oh jumped out to them. And it's about like, what does that say to people? At what yeah. point that, is that too much? I just felt my anxiety rising as you were saying that. I, my, my email signature used to have like my social media and then like, the places that I contribute mm-hmm. to when I was doing more freelance writing. But then I was like, this is way too much stuff. So I took that down and just like streamlined it. And I feel like there's no like, there's seemingly no right way to do it, but there are definitely wrong ways to there do it. definitely <laughs> wrong ways to do it. You know, the different colors, you know, you know, all the people who have 1200 degrees and they always want to have their PhD, EDD, MAA, Elemental yeah. P. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, because I also have to have an MA as well. And if I email you from my personal email account, it does say Travel Anderson, comma, MA, because get I want life. you to know what that I'm is. paying those student loans back right now. <laughs> and so you need to give me your best rate give for me the gig. My money. Exactly. Um, 
Um, But one of the things that they showed in here is they talked about how you can use your email signature to like convey how you work and the type of work environment that you're interested in. And so Mm. they pull out this example from Shonda Rhimes. Everybody loves Shonda Rhimes, Shonda Land, all of that. But apparently in her email signature, she has a little note. It says, please note, I will not engage in work emails after 7 p.m. or on weekends. If I am your boss, may I suggest put down your phone? I love this. So I, I read her book last year, The Year of Yes, and she talked about how she like has set that boundary after she had kids mm-hmm. because uh, I... I I got a text message last night when we were at the holiday party from a friend of ours that's a part of our organization and she was like, hey, it was like it was like 8.40 and she texts Mm-mm. me saying like, hey, is the party still going? And it started at 6. It was ending at 9. And I was like, I'm literally walking out the door right now. And she was like, oh, we worked late and you know, I've been here for a long time. And like, I think so many of us work in jobs where we can be there late into the night. Yeah. And She works at a, at a studio and, uh, you know, is a publicist there and mm-hmm. she does a lot of work for them. And I'm like, so many of us spend so much time at work or working for organizations or whatever. I love that Shonda Rhimes is able to set that boundary, but everyone isn't privileged enough to be able to do that. Right, but one thing is interesting, but she's also setting that boundary for, for her entire team. Exactly. She's like, I'm not great. responding after 7 p.m. and you should not, why, put your put phone your down. Put your phone down. And like, there are countries where it's illegal to deal with email with work email after a certain Ooh, hour. I want to say nice. France has that rule, maybe. Um, and like, I... I I like the idea of it, and I want to know how many people would actually stick to it. Yeah. Because you don't have email notifications on, which drives me, it gives me anxiety not having my email notifications. I don't know how you deal with that. Yeah, I just, because it's it's one of those things where, like, I'll get to it when I get to it. You, I, you will you will wait. But I also think there's a difference because you also come from that freelance background and this whole gig economy conversation that we often have. Right. Where like you 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 can't miss an opportunity because we got bills to pay. Right. Yeah. So it's a little different. I mean, I'm now in the freelance economy, so maybe I need to put those. I mean, notifications maybe, on. Yes, exactly. Okay. Give me some jobs. But, you know, I think it's, it's just so interesting to have this conversation about what your email signature may be saying. And I know a lot of times when I do send the my messages from my phone and it has that message, it does end up kind of, I think, conveying a little bit of my personality with the email signature that I have. Um, and, and they say in this article that, like, sometimes your email signature can be a good way to, like, break tension. Mm. If you're having a, a tense conversation back and forth via email, having something funny or something, you know, some levity in your email signature could be a benefit to, you know, easing that conversation going forward. I can appreciate that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Joe Biden has, there's a rumor around that he is only committing to uh, serving for one term if he becomes president. But he's apparently calling malarkey on that. We'll explain what happened. Malarkey, Jesus. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are... Uh in plenty of conversations about movies and all kinds of different things. All but, kinds of things. Um, there's a lot going on around the world. We were actually just having a conversation about this new Michael B. Jordan movie that's coming out called Just Mercy. Um, and I told you guys that I went to it. I saw it the other day. I'm going to be hosting a screening of it uh, in the next week or so. Um, but Travel, I'm I'm fascinated by this movie because I feel like this is a... This is, a big movie for Michael B. Jordan and for Jamie Foxx making a return to the screen mm-hmm. uh, after a little while. And um, I'm just, I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be the awards movie they think it's going to be. It's not going to be at yeah. all. And I think part of it is because um, what we've seen thus far with just the nominations that have come out, Just Mercy already is like all but 
missing from the majority of them. Um, I think Jamie Foxx got a supporting actor uh, win for the African American Film Critics Association, and I think he also got uh, what one of the recent ones that just came. I think a SAG Awards nomination, maybe. Um, but. This was the movie that was supposed to put Michael B. Jordan on the Oscar map, right? Remember that back during the Creed days, they thought that, you know, that might have done it. But this definitely was supposed to be it because of the the, the subject of the movie. But, you know, it's just not it. Um, and I think Jamie Foxx is doing really great work. He does has a, a phenomenal performance. But in terms of Michael B. Jordan, I just, it's just not working for me. Yeah, it just didn't Or anyone else, apparently. I was saying, like, I didn't buy him in this movie. And I don't think I, I don't think he delivered what I was expecting. He's always or Michael B. For. Jordan. He's he right. And, and I, I thought, need him to fall into the character for a little me, bit more. I felt like they tried to like change up his look by, you know, growing his hair out and making him a little less polished and that kind of stuff. And I was like, Yeah, that doesn't do it. But You're the still muscles Michael... are still there. Yeah, he's still like this buff fine. Um so man, it, right. And I was just like, yeah, not really believing it. So sorry, Michael B. Jordan. Enjoyed the movie, didn't think it was like a stellar believe like a stellar movie but i do think people should see it i think it's definitely an important story i think it's a good movie very much so. i just don't think it's one of his best performances um all right so i want to transition over to something else that's happening we told you that joe biden has been in conversation apparently there's a discussion around him about whether or not he would plan to run in 2024 if he became president uh next year in, in the election it's time for us to talk a little bit about drop the president <laughs> The president. So there's a Politico story that says Joe Biden was going to basically run for president next year. If he wins, he's telling his aides that he's not going to uh, run again. And right. uh, there's a, a thing about it because Joe Biden is 77 years old. Right. Um, I believe he'd be the oldest person to ever take office as president uh, in the history of, of the United States if he were to win. And I think the challenge with that is there are plenty of people who are talking about, are you too old to run? Right. We have this conversation about Bernie Sanders. We have this conversation about uh, Joe Biden. We have this conversation even about Donald Trump because Donald Trump is currently the oldest president. Yeah. Um, to ever take office. They had this conversation about Hillary Clinton because mm-hmm. she's in there. Um, uh, Elizabeth Warren, I believe, is 70 years old. Yeah. All of them range from 73 to 77. Yeah. Um, and so it's an interesting conversation. What do you think? Do you think age should matter when you're when you're at that age? I think age, I don't know if I I don't know if I want to say it should matter, but it does. Yeah. And I only say this because we know that being president, being involved in all these different conversations, having the fate of the world on your hands, it ages you, right? I I keep thinking of that side-by-side comparison between Obama when he went in mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of his 8 years and when he came out. Still a fine man, yes. but the the age, the wear and tear that the office puts on you it is immense and so and that's something to keep in in, in mind absolutely right? yeah i mean i always look at joe biden after the debates it's always interesting to me because when the debates are over there's all this mixing and mingling that's happening mm-hmm. and like people coming up to the edge of the stage and that's when i'm always watching like how much has does he still you know got it if mm-hmm. you will um and i'm always fascinated because joe biden is always like squatting down on the edge of the stage shaking hands you know taking people's phones to do a selfie and then jumps up and then moves over to the other side and i'm like huh okay he's still moving around yeah and, and like physically he seems like he's still there then he says things sometimes and you'd be like you still oh you're like oh girl you so oh but i think talking. that's also part of the tactic of his campaign right this whole malarkey his malarkey tour he's got a a malarkey no malarkey bus tour and uh, to me I feel like if I'm Joe Biden 
and like one of the major criticisms of me is my age. I feel like they thought they either need to really lean into it or they need to like run away from it. And I think they thought they're, they were going to lean into it. Into it. And, yeah. and it's because I think part of it is it's this idea that a lot of the younger folks who are in this race are too young. They don't have the experience. Yeah. Right. And so if he leans into the age, he leans. Into, and I th- also think this whole malarkey thing, I use the malarkey all the time. And I, it seems to me as like a, a not necessarily a dog whistle, but like a signal. I think for you know for Southern folks, for for middle class folks, for, for working class folks, right? For yeah. boomers and for some of these people that he needs, right, in right. order to win the nomination. Well, apparently Joe Biden has uh, come out and said like, "Hey, that's not true. Um, I'm that's not. I, I have not said that. Um, they, his uh, his an, an unnamed advisor um, has come out uh, they, initially speaking to Politico, saying that if Biden is elected, he's going to be 82 and 82 years old in four years, and he wouldn't be running for re-election. But then Joe Biden came back and said, "I don't have any plans on one term." Um, he said that it's just not true, and so I don't know. I I do think that if he were to run and win. It would be a great position to be in if you were his vice president. And I was saying that maybe that person is Kamala, even though and the more we I think about it, like Kamala doesn't necessarily add a whole lot to him because he's already got more of the black vote than she does mm-hmm. uh, or she did. And so I don't know. It's a fascinating um, scenario to kind of to imagine like, OK, so then would he be running for, for office again? I would want to be his vice president at the very least, because it seems like you've got a much better chance of right. running for president and having a good opportunity to win. Right. Um, we're going to take a quick break when we come back we've got news it or lose it travels on deck with his stories you're not going to miss that that's up next drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject presents news it or lose it all right Democracy Terrain on Drop the Subject. We've got votes. Time We've, for democracy to this reign. Is where democracy reigns. You've got stories. I've got votes, and the people get something out of the end. Girl, that look on your face is so confused. I was perplexed. <laughs> okay. All right. You've got three stories. What are your headlines? Headline number one: Adulting is hard. UC Berkeley has a class for that. Oh, okay. Mm. Next up, hey Siri, call 911. Teen's life saved from icy water by phone assistant. Uh, okay. I'm down. Okay, you're easy. Um, last wow. but not least, this Minnesota teen has the biggest mouth in the world. Uh, <laughs> no. Not, not even going to play that game. News uh, <laughs> it or lose it's coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, as I said and confused Travel, this is Democracy right. reigns here or something. Is Please what you don't said. make me reach across this board. You ain't foolish. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's time for news it or lose it. You got two stories, so talk to us. What was you got? Yes, first up, hey Siri, call nine one one. Teens life. I will every single time I say that, my phone responds. So stop saying it. <laughs> but it's part of the story. Where's teens life from? saved from icy water by phone assistant. This is from Sky News. Okay, but it's a story out of Iowa. Gael Salcedo, an eighteen-year-old in Iowa, thought he was going to die after he crashed into the river. He hit a, a piece of a piece of. I was about to say a piece of atch. Ice? Wow. But it's a patch of ice. I remember uh, this. Okay. <laughs> and he and his car went into the river and. 
as it was going into the river, his phone fell off from where it was, so he couldn't reach it. Oh. And so he couldn't get out of the car, and he he thinks quickly. He's like, hey, Hey, hey Siri. Um, <laughs> hey Siri, call 911. And that's how he was able to call 911. See, I don't Siri know that saved I, his life. I don't know that I would trust it because when I say, hey Siri, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like my comp- my phone, my phone did not light up just now. Hey Siri. Oh, there you go. There we go. She's very sporadic with me. Like it just doesn't. Now she's like, I'm very sporadic with you. Like I don't trust Siri. I don't trust Alexa. I don't trust none of these. I always voice say assistive Alexa devices. is the so NSA much better. is listening. Oh, absolutely. But I've been expecting that since Melania happened. Wow. But like I, I don't know don't, about no Melania. I don't think. Um, I don't think she's anywhere uh, near as good as Alexa. Like Alexa, you can talk to her really low. Really loud. You can speak in an, in an accent and mm-hmm. say Alexa, and she still responds. That's because she's listening for real. Listen, she's on that good good all the time. Siri be like, what? Right. So, all right. What's what's your next story? Next story. Adulting is hard. UC Berkeley has a class for that. This is a story out of the Los Angeles Times. It's one of their column ones that came out uh, a couple days ago. But it's about apparently there's a slate of classes that are now popping up on college campuses to help students learn how to be adults. I mean, so I think, okay, (laughs) I hear like our parents and our grandparents saying this is ridiculous. Well, yes. But I also think like there's real value in this because no one really teaches uh, you how to do the things that aren't in class, right? No one's telling you about how to handle your household. No one's telling you how to deal with your car. No one's telling you how to how to purchase a home or deal with car. Like you right. know what I mean? Like deal with all of these different things. And I feel like we we get here and then we're like, no one ever taught me about X Y Z, or right. no one ever talks about how hard it is to do X Y Z. There should be classes on that kind of stuff. Stuff, and they should probably be required general well, education. I mean, I, I, I'm a little conflicted. I think you're right. You know, we no longer, in even in high school, have like home ec classes, right. right? We don't have things like that anymore. So you don't, you might not know how to budget appropriately to like, you know, when you move out on your own type of situation, how to fend for yourself in those types of ways. But it just feels weird. But this program, it's part of DECAL, which stands for Democratic Education at Cal Program, which they have a variety of these different classes that are meant to equip their students with how to be adults. And apparently the classes are like, not sold out, sold out's not the right word, but like they're reaching their registration capacities and they have to turn students away every single semester. That speaks to the need for something like this because most parents don't don't have enough conversations with their adult children about how to be adults. I think about how many people I know that have kids that are like, oh my God, I did not know how hard it would be to X, Y, and Z and how hard it would be to figure out sleep schedules right. how hard it'd be to figure out my work balance. No one talked to me about maternity leave. No one talked to me about how any of those kinds of things work. And I feel like there's value in that. I could see people needing that kind of information. And then like, if you get it in school and you can ask questions and follow up, I think it puts you in a much better position when you go out into the world. I guess you're right. And I, I should say there, the, the classes, they count for one or two credits. They're often as pass, no fail. So students are taking them because they say they're unlikely to add to their stress and it's a, they're able to learn a variety of skills. And so I guess there's a net positive, but it, it just, I I guess I'm a boomer, you know, minded because it just feels weird to me. I always say you're the oldest young person I've ever met. I am. Life. I've been through a lot emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Travel, um, we've had quite a bit of conversation already today uh, talking about some of the big things that have been happening over at Out Magazine. Yeah, uh, We actually just put up that conversation on our website right now. If you go to wearechannelq.com for more information, uh, you can learn more about what's been happening uh, with Out Magazine, but also in queer media. That um, with The Out Magazine and The Advocate just laid off a bunch of their really high-level folks, and um, we've been having a conversation about the state of queer media and why queer media is important. Uh, so you can go to wearechannelq.com for more information on that conversation, or you can check out the podcast later on today. I want to remind you before we move forward that if you visit wearechannelq.com for something else as well, uh, you're going to be very happy. You've got a chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, hotel, tickets, and a meet and greet with a lady that we talked about earlier. Uh, her name's Lizzo. 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 Oh. You've heard about can her. Can I apply? You, actually, yes, you can apply. <laughs> as the jealousy rises within me. Uh, if you go to our website right now, we are channelq.com, you can uh, enter to win round-trip airfare for you and a friend, two nights at the Cosmopolitan Hotel, two tickets to the Lizzo concert on New Year's Eve, and two meet-and-greet passes um, for a... Meet Time to hang out with Lizzo and like get to like probably hug her and like probably twerk talk together. To You'll probably get to twerking your t shirt thongs yes. together. And then we love to see it. On top of all of that, you have a one thousand dollar shopping spree oh. with Dia and Co. Exactly. Oh, let me go on this what's the website again? <laughs> go to wearechannelq.com. Okay. Very well played there. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Um, you, you helped me out almost like your guest co-hosting today or something. That's what I do. All right. I want to move on because uh, there's an article that as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, this is perfect for Travel because I always make fun of you for pronouncing things incorrectly. Um, they correct in my mind. The, like I said. Um, <laughs> and because I always make fun of you for um, your the, the Southern way that you pronounce things. Um, and my mom is also one of the people who I, I say to her, like, you enjoy butchering people's names. Like, you just do it all the time. Um, and so I'm going to give you a couple of the words that people have been mispronouncing this, this year and see if you pronounce them correctly. This is more entertainment for me than of it is anything. It is. So the first word here, um, I'm dropping it into the document so you can see how it's spelled. Okay. C-H-E-R-N-O-B-Y-L. Chernobyl. Okay. That was fine. I'm educated. I have a master's degree. I, that don't mean nothing because the way you pronounce this stuff sometimes. Mind I'm like, your business. Have you gone to school? <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. The next word. D-E-T-E-R. Deter. Uh, I'll let that one rock. It's de- it's deter, but yeah, deter. That's an accent thing. I'll let you have that one. Okay, this is a person's name. Go, Greta Thunberg. Okay, now here's the thing about. Oh, is it Thunberg? I have been saying Greta Thunberg, and up until I read this article today, because I've been reading her name incorrectly. Apparently, her name is pronounced Greta Thunberg because it's German. And so the way that they pronounce their letters is a Greta little bit different. Thunberg. Not Thunberg. Thun, they have it in here as Thunberg. Bark? They say, <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm still saying it wrong. They say, um, <laughs> they say uh, the final G in what we've been saying, Thunberg, is typically softened by Swedish speakers. Excuse me, it's Swedish, not German. Mm. Um, Swedish speakers into something like, yeah, in English, Thunberg. Okay, sis, go off. I'm I'm still wrong, but like it, I've I've been saying Thunberg, right. and I'm gonna have to stop saying that because you know we queer people now you know to, oh, right we queer people love to be like no this is what my name is yep, or listen, okay. this is my gender or whatever it is mm-hmm. we have to honor that okay I just put the next name in here 
she's the soccer star. I Megan. know this. R A P I N O E. What is it? It's Rapino. The first time I read it on the air, Rapino. I said Rapino. Yes, I've said it a long time, but she's, she's, she was on the Hour Out 100, so I had to learn it. Okay, well, that makes sense. Oh, Rapino. Sure. Yeah, I I definitely said Rapino and was dead, dead wrong. I do not know how to say this man's name. How do you not know this name? Buttigieg. That's right. Oh, okay. I always said, like, I get annoyed with Buttigieg. the fact that he is the first gay candidate candidate, and Booty is in his name. Well. Like, that's just not a good look for us. We don't need that. It's apt, is it not? I, I mean. I mean, how you doing? Oh, oh how are you? No, how are you doing is the question. <laughs> All right, last one. There you go. What is it? Uh, E-R-D-O-G-A-N. Erdogan. 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 Be glad that I just put a last name in here and not the first two. Uh, the last name is Erdogan. He's the president of Turkey. Erdogan? It's Erdogan, yes. Okay. It's it's, it's not an English last name. I was name, close. I said Erdogan. That, okay. Erdogan is not even close to what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Channel Q, who is this? This is Jerry coming from New York City. Oh. <laughs> you are welcome and blessed. Um, okay, so I told you guys my best friend's name is also Jared, and he lives in New York City. Shout out to our listeners in New York City. Um, what do you want? Why are you calling? Uh, calling to do this amazing activist named Justice. I can't have my people going around saying her name incorrectly. We so appreciate that. Say, what? Thank what, you. Thank you, Travel. Uh, whatever. Not what with is power, it, Jared? Greta, say it with me, Greta. Greta? Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah, so imagine trying to say the word bagel, but before you hit that G hard, just stop. Thunberg. Yeah. Okay. Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I feel like I have to put on. You just did something. so many shoulders and arms <laughs> and hands. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, okay, so Greta. Thunberg. Okay, we're not making cheese here. Greta Thunberg. Okay, so first right of all, <laughs> don't get snapped. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Okay, thank and, you for and that. And again, don't hit the G, but approach the G. Like, like step up to it, but don't hug it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Just, there you go. You can do like a shoulder Greta tap. Thunberg. I hate you. Get off my air. You're welcome. Thanks thank for you. calling. Sort of. <laughs> Bye. Oh my God, I can't stand him. Greta Thunberg. He literally messaged me. I still um, messed it up. Remind me to teach you how to speak. And I was like, um, did you just come for me? Yes. Um, apparently, we were still saying it wrong. Uh, we were. We just did this <laughs> this chat uh, a moment ago about how to pronounce the words that you've been saying wrong all 2019. Yes. Um, and apparently, we were saying it wrong before, and we were still saying it wrong. That's all right. The entire time. Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Do we hug the G too much I there? Think I think, maybe. I've, I, Greta Thunberg was so much more easy <laughs> before great, Greta, Greta Thunberg. I also feel, I, I, don't, I feel like I have to throw some stank on you, it. Every time you do it, your shoulder tweaks a you little know, bit. You Greta. And your hand and your manicure Greta does the thing. Thunberg. Okay, see, now you're, you're making it a K, and <laughs> this is too much. Um, okay. I'm trying, I'm trying. I, say it one more time. Greta Thunberg. You didn't do the shoulder, so that's why you didn't get it right this time. <laughs> Give it with the shoulder. Greta Thunberg. 
Tune bag. I'm I'm expecting him to be. The listeners are like these people are incompetent. Idiots, exactly. (laughs) I just I hope I'm saying it right. Um, Greta, 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 Greta. I feel like I have to roll the R. Yes, right. If you guys have been saying this wrong, that you're listening out there, I know you've been saying it wrong. Don't come for me, please don't. Do not come for me. But you can call us and tell us how you've been saying it. Eight three three seven seven. Call Q. Unless you're Jarrett. Uh, in in New York, don't call us again. Also, shout out to our listeners that are uh, checking us out in New York City. Uh, if you're listening there on Alt ninety two point three HD three, we appreciate it. Um, all right, so we've got another interesting story about things that are happening in Congress as we speak right now. Um, the House panel is debating uh, Trump's impeachment articles um, before they take a vote on it, and it's been a bit of an S show over there, um, and it's frustrating to watch. This morning, my friend texted me, and she was saying that they had been doing, they had been going back and forth, and I remember saying to her this morning, I was just like, it's so exhausting, all of the crazy impeachment stuff that I just, I I couldn't even watch it this morning. But also, because I said... I haven't watched it any morning. Well, that's because this isn't something that you care too much about. But, because I I said the words... Okay. I I said (laughs) the words, so I have to let Allie say the words. Um, This is some crazy impeachment stuff. This is her her favorite thing to do, so I I have to shout out to her. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. So this is the thing. If you're watching the cable news today, every time I hear the sound, you just just (laughs) did the face that I make every time I hear it. It's, It's all... Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. What's happening right now in Congress is they are debating the articles of uh, impeachment. Um, basically, the committees are kind of going back. The committee is going back and forth, Republican to, to Democrat, back and forth. Today is one of those frustrating days where people are just basically arguing about the merit of the articles of impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I just didn't have the stomach to like sit through it this morning. I, I had to play Lizzo this morning to be able to just like, you know what? I have to talk about this later and a have to watch cleanse. it. Yeah, I had to do a hair toss, check my nails. <laughs> Baby, how was I feeling? Good Tired. <laughs> Exhausted, <laughs> yes. Um, but it was it was frustrating to to even try to start watching. Um, but it is something that is happening and that's really important to, for people to know that we are kind of moving through this process of impeachment as uh, we move closer and closer to the House voting on it, which all indicators are that uh, he will seemingly be impeached. Also, I always like to make the distinction between being impeached and being removed from office. Impeachment is uh, kind of the process of being indicted, if you will, if right. we were to uh, make this analogous to a criminal case. Whereas uh, the Senate trial would be more like an actual trial that would be presided over by the the, um, su- uh, the by the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts. So um, that is happening right now in Congress. We would imagine that the vote is going to be coming up within the next couple of days. I don't have a, an exact timeline on when that's going to be happening, but we'll keep you posted on that. Um, it puts Mitch McConnell into an interesting position because all of the reporting says that Mitch McConnell wants to just do a quick vote in the Senate to acquit him and to move on mm-hmm. and to and let this whole impeachment thing be over. But there's reporting that also says Donald Trump is at odds with him over that because Donald Trump wants this to be a big fight. He wants it to be of a long, drawn out trial. Of course he does. Right? She loves a stunt and a show. She loves a stunt. She loves a show. She loves it all. So we'll kind of uh, stay on our toes about watching this one and seeing what's happening. But... Up next, why is Donald Trump making fun of Greta Thunberg? (laughs) I I think I got that right. No, you didn't. (laughs) Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are back. We are back. We've been in the studio fighting about age. (laughs) Emmy in here wants to fight us, apparently. (laughs) You called me old because I'm 34 and you're 22. 
Eight. Eight. And you were saying I was 10 years older than you. I was saying math doesn't work that way. Wow. And then Emmy is arguing that yep. we're all old because she's 27? 26. 26. Oh, whatever. Two years. Hey, guys. Welcome to my channel. Okay. So, uh, um, uh, okay. We were just having this conversation about... Greta Thunberg. Look at you. I think I did it right. I, I think you did. I'm, I'll that probably get a great. text telling me that I'm wrong. Um, but then uh, the next story that I wanted to talk about was the fact that Donald Trump has been coming after Greta Thunberg. It's so much harder to say now. Um, but apparently Donald Trump uh, came after her on Twitter because she is the Time Magazine person of the person of the year, I believe it is. Um, and she basically, you know, she's she's got a, had a great moment. And Donald Trump came after her on Twitter. But what's even better about it is that hashtag be best is now trending. Um, we love to see it. We love to see it. Like, it's 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 really just touching my heart in such a special way um, to see the way that people have been coming really to her defense because uh, Donald Trump and Melania Trump, you know, I, I don't feel like they could possibly live in the same marriage, which many people say they don't. Um, but it's, it's always crazy to me to see, like, the fact that she has this be best campaign and then he is him like I just don't understand how that's even how that's even happening but apparently uh, Donald Trump was tweeting about Greta Thunberg or Greta Thunberg uh, and, and <laughs> shut up you guys leave me alone I'm trying uh, and he was basically telling her that she needed to chill out that she was you know doing the most he was really just jealous that she's getting all this shine and he's not am I right like, right and it's not the first time right that comments have been made because a lot of the photos out there of her she's got this you know this menace right in her face and because she's mad she's angry she's listen, fed up the world is on fire like, she does not look like a pleased child no. and she should not be she should not be the world is on fire literally I, I always say like if there's anyone that should be really upset about climate change it should definitely be the children because the children of the next generation are the people who have to you know inherit this world if Right. And so I, I I completely understand her 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 upset and her uh, concern about the future. And so anyway, he came after her on Twitter uh, telling her that she needed to chill and she was angry and she needed to go to anger management. I'm not even going to read his tweet. Yes. However, hashtag be best has been trending as Melania Trump's uh, campaign to end, you know, bullying, bullying um, and social media, which I mean, the irony is just it just it, it spells itself out. Right. But. The tweet that I am in love with the most comes from none other than Maxine Waters. We, we love to see it. We Auntie Maxine. love to see it. Uh, her, Maxine Waters tweets the following. Melania, we agree. Children are off limits. Tell your husband to hashtag be best and go enroll himself in some anger management instead of attacking such a brilliant and courageous teenager fighting for climate change. I Greta love, Thunberg, we got your back. I love that Greta has been her way of like responding to Sorry, these what like was her name? Greta. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> her way of responding to all of these like criticisms she's been getting from these public political figures has been to like update and change her bio on Twitter. Oh so yes. After Trump, she changed her bio to um, what did she say? A teenager working yes. on her anger management problem, currently chilling and watching a good old fashioned movie with a friend. Like I, I love it. I love it. I live. She's. I mean, she's already an extraordinary young woman for all the protests that she's been doing and the ways that that it has really sparked. So much more. We often talk about Jane Fonda getting arrested on Fridays here uh, and and for climate change, and like that's something that was started by Greta, and like how she's been really pushing this forward uh, in other countries and, and starting really a worldwide movement um, of young people who have such a great voice about uh, 
about climate change and like trying to bring attention to it. And it's ridiculous how political climate change has become. I but, believe the children are our future. Okay, I saw you opening your mouth to start Teach talking. Well Did not know I was let them lead the way. Gonna be doing this to our listeners. <laughs> uh, how dare you? How dare you? Listen, listen to the music. <laughs> I just, I'm saying, like, I think, uh, I, I'm. I'm really interested to see what she's going to do with this yeah, and what kind of an impact there will be because I think that there's a, a really good chance that like these kids can have some kind of an impact even if Donald Trump won't hear them even if uh, you know Republicans in America won't hear them but I think people around the world are going to be catching on I don't and, know. The, and, and helping hopefully moving forward the thing that pops in my mind change. as soon as you say that is uh, uh, what's her name Emma Gonzalez and all of the kids around um, the, Parkland. the Parkland shooting and yeah. and, and that youth movement that, that sprouted out from there like I feel as if because of how kind of quick we are to jump from one thing to the other with with just how people's attention spans are. Sure. I'm I'm wondering if there's a way for them to like coalesce all of that energy together in some way. I think if, they, the, if they haven't already. I think why they're able to work as a movement is it's harder to attack kids, right? It's harder to like go after children. Mind you, they try with the Parkland kids. Listen. But like those kids have become like such big voices mm-hmm. and have had such like a, an impact in culture that I would imagine. But we still don't have gun control. But we still don't have gun control. We still don't have, you know, all of the things that they've been fighting for as far as background checks and all those kinds of things. But I think that I think that she's she could have a real impact. I'm hoping so. And I think her getting into these kinds of like scuffles with Donald Trump, it it does nothing to help him and only helps her. Right. So we'll see. I will take a quick break. When we come back, more drop the subject. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, Travel. Yes, sir. Shar was here with us yesterday, and we touched on this list of like the top Google searches of the year. It's the end of the year, so there are about 7,000 lists. So many. And it's the end of the decade as well, so there's another 10,000 for that. Um, so in a moment, I want to go through like some of the biggest trending uh, searches of the year, because some of them are really interesting to me. Like The number one search of the year, definitely never would have expected it to be that. So um, we're going to get into that in just a moment, but a couple of cool things. Number one, we want to remind you to go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas on New Year's Eve that's going to include airfare, hotel tickets, uh, hotel stay, tickets, and a meet and greet with Lizzo. It's going to be an amazing time um, to go to the Lizzo concert for New Year's Eve. She's having such an amazing year. Uh, and we're, we were just talking earlier about her being the Time Magazine um, Entertainer of the Year and how excited we are for her. So uh, very cool with that. Go to wearechannelq.com right now for more information on how you can get two nights in a hotel, two tickets to the concert, two meet and greet passes, and on top of all of that, a $1,000 shopping spree with Dia and Co. Which actually, maybe you don't submit yourself. That way, when I submit myself, I have a better chance of it. What? No. That's not how this works. <laughs> that is not how any of this works. Uh, so go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win, not Travel's chance to win. Listen. If you, if you go ahead and, and enter, you have a better chance of winning than Travel. So well. there's that. Um, also, <laughs> want to uh, shout out to Channel Q, actually. Um, we just got a, an email from uh, the big boss here. His name's Jeff. And it says... Hey, Jeff. Shout out to how Jeff. How you doing? How you doing? It says... Super cool. 
the Los Angeles Blade, one of SoCal's LGBTQ plus community, um, the most important digital news sources, yes. has their favorite slash best year end nominations. And Channel Q was nominated in the radio and TV category, along with J.M. Michaela for local personalities and Ryan Mitchell for social influencer. So those are all of our folks here um, over here at Channel Q. So um, we're going to tweet out the link to how you can vote uh, to help Channel Q. And that's pretty awesome that um, we've got that honor from the Los Angeles Blade. That's so amazing. Shout out to them. Absolutely. So, okay, this list of things from Google, I was saying to you, like, I never would have expected the top, the number one search. And we'll yes. we'll hold off on that for a second. Okay. But um, of all the searches all year long, mm-hmm. the top 10 list, I'm first of all, I'm pained that number 10 is Jesse Smollett. Number nine is the iPhone 11. Mm-hmm. Number eight, not surprising to me, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, of course. Should, Everyone saw that coming. Yes. Avengers Endgame, Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Luke Perry is number six because he passed away this year. I'm I was about to be I am so ignorant. I was about to say, is who's Luke Perry? You don't know who Luke Perry is. I know now that you said he passed away, I'm like, oh Luke Perry, yeah, Luke Perry. Who is Luke Perry? Don't do me like this. Don't do me like this. (laughs) No, who is it? It's a musician person, right? do you feel the bus driving over your back right now? (laughs) Yes. He was a, a member of the cast of 90210. And he passed away. And then the show came back. So not a musician. Nope. Not at all. You sure? It's okay. Just uh, sit there. (laughs) Dude, don't do me like this. Don't do me like this. Don't do me like this. Uh, Number five on the list is Antonio Brown. Yes. Uh, You know who Antonio Brown is, right? uh, Some sports person, sexual assault, maybe. (laughs) I told you that in the break. You did. Uh, Yeah, he's he's had a very difficult year. We'll just put it that way. Uh, Hurricane Dorian, number three. Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle. Hussle. I, I didn't see that coming either. I guess that makes sense, though. That was an enormous story. But the marathon continues. To be the number three most searched thing all uh, year all year long. That's pretty awesome. Um, uh, I feel like I have to ask Emmy. Emmy, who's Cameron Boyce? I don't know this name, and I feel like I'm supposed to. Who? Cameron Boyce. Cameron Boyce. What? He's an American actor. Oh, I've seen his face before. That's what sweet. is what is that? He's a, he's an actor. Um, and he oh. made his first acting appearance in a Panic at the Disco music video. Now I don't know why people would be. Oh, oh, this was the dude. He he died. He Get was excited. like the teen who died earlier this year. Remember, there was a teen, oh, yes. a Disney Channel star who died at like twenty years old. He was known for his roles in like the Descendants show. And the TV show uh, Jesse, uh, uh, he was he was just twenty years old. I remember this. I do remember this. I'm gonna be, say that I know what you're talking about, though I have no clue. I don't I, I don't know Cameron Boyce's name. Yeah, uh, I it, it, it's the kids now. Okay, hey kids, the Cameron Boyce. Remember we just talked about how well, old you are. First of all, don't make me come across Voila. this board. Voila. Okay, Voila. Uh, the number one <laughs> most searched thing of the year. What's crazy to me about this is it hasn't even been a thing all year. It was only introduced that it was even coming. When did they announce this was coming? Like they announced over the it, summer. Yeah, over the summer. It was. It wasn't a long time. But I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I remember the first day that it existed. It crashed because they had more people yes. signing in than they ever thought. It's Disney Plus. Yes. Which I know, like we talked about earlier, you are very excited about Disney Plus for a very specific reason, the Cheetah Girls. Yes. Which 
could you be more homosexual in one search? Yes. Um, what else are you loving on Disney Plus, though? Uh, of course, Obviously, High School, High School Musical, Musical, The Musical, The, Musical, the, the series. series is so good. Jesus. But they have all of the old school DCOM movies, Disney Channel original movies. I was watching Brink. I was watching uh, uh, Goddess, was it Gotta Have It? No, Gotta Step It Up. Gotta. Yeah. The, I think it's Gotta Step It Up. I love that yes. you're asking us, like, we definitely gotta, know. Because Emmy knows, Emmy, okay? Emmy don't Gotta Step It Up. Si se puede. That's how I learned how to say si se puede was from Gotta Step It Up. And you're still saying it right. Okay. So that's fine. Close. I'm close. Mm. Okay. They got the color of friendship. Do you remember the color of friendship? Oh yeah. Oh my god. I love that. You, oh, piece you of don't. You content. don't know. Oh no. No clue what that is. Oh no. It's like oh, a no. civil rights situation. Very Selma Lord Selma. If you've seen Selma Lord Selma, very very. I've bad. seen Selma. No Selma Lord Selma. Okay. Which is another Disney. Oh my God! Do they have Summer Lord? Summer. If you guys missed it earlier, we were talking about him loving uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, and I was telling you that I I texted him because he made me watch it, and I was annoyed. I did not make him with him, and we were sending back and forth audio messages. He's singing. I think I kind of you know to her. And it's all digit. They're gonna get cast together. <laughs> you gotta watch it. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that part. I'm glad you talked over it because yeah, um, but yeah, it's a it's a thing. You know, it's not bad. It's fine. I it's guess cute. It's, it's cute. I might be watching the second episode tonight, but I'm it's not so gonna good. confirm or deny that. We gotta take a quick break. We got more drop the subject coming up uh, in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Emmy is like watching me from across the room, like run the board. She's like, uh, okay, all right, okay, he's all right. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Ali is in Asia right now, enjoying a, Asia, an Indian way. A- India's a part of Asia. Did you hear about that? Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Stanford University, ladies and gentlemen, Stanford University. But India's India. India's a it part is on of- the c- continent of Asia, yes. but India's India. I said she's in Asia. What did you want me to say? She Don't even India. answer that. Anyway, uh, India <laughs> is where she is right now. She's enjoying uh, an Indian wedding. And um, I think she's like, you know, backpacking through Nepal or something like Sounds that. Sounds very her. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I imagine there's like a goddess moon circle situation happening in a seance. <laughs> and they're probably doing like some Kool-Aid situation as well. Not Kool-Aid. Uh, right. Hopefully she'll come back. But <laughs> in case she doesn't, uh, we have a guest co-host today. Uh, Travel Anderson Your is joining favorite. us. Yes, I'll feel. I'll feel the. Yeah, you know, I wanted that side, that pregnant pause. <laughs> I, I should have just cut your mic off and been like, uh, yeah. Um, I wanted to get into this conversation about Mitch McConnell. We we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think it's important to have a little bit more conversation about it. This headline comes from CNN Politics. It says McConnell will move to acquit Trump if he's impeached, not merely just dismiss the charges, according to two Republican senators. Um, basically. As we're talking about the distinctions between impeachment and uh, actual removal from office, um, I was telling you that uh, removal from office is a separate process from impeachment. Impeachment is almost inevitable at this point, happening over in the House. But according to the CNN uh, article, they say the majority leader is expected to hold a final vote to acquit President Donald Trump should he be impeached when a majority of senators um, believe his trial has run its course instead of holding a vote to dismiss the articles of impeachment, according to two Republican senators. When the House votes to... uh, impeach Donald Trump, it automatically triggers uh, a a Senate trial, Mm -hmm. which whenever they say it automatically triggers, it makes it sound like, you know, some light goes on and and elves start moving or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, It automatically means the way that impeachment is written that 
the Senate immediately has to have a trial on this. And all expectations are they would hold off that trial until the new year happens. But there's a bunch of conversation about what's actually going to happen. They they have to do something, but they could either have a a full-on trial, which, uh, according to another reporting, Donald Trump really wants to go through a trial. He believes that it'd be great for him for this to have this very adversarial kind of fight in Congress about what's happening uh, with impeachment. He he wants to see as much you know of course tumult does. as possible. Of course, he however, does. Mitch McConnell doesn't necessarily see it that way and wants to kind of find a way to. I guess tamp down this kind of conversation. He wants it over as soon as possible. He wants to be able to move on and and, and get this over with, which, you know, other people um, kind of see the perspective of that one as well. Um, but either we can go into a full-on trial, mm-hmm. he can vote to dismiss the articles of impeachment, or they can vote to acquit, which is basically saying, like, he was found not guilty immediately because mm-hmm. the Senate acts- Johnny Cochran. <laughs> If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Where's his mic? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But like voting to acquit would basically be saying like he was found not guilty, right? And so that is what they're expecting Donald uh, that uh, Mitch McConnell might do in this case. I, I don't know. I I don't know that there's a good out for this realistically, other than him being removed from office. And so I can't really get too excited about any of these options. But uh, we're going to continue to watch this because right now the House uh, panel is still debating the impeachment articles uh, before taking a vote. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Harvey Weinstein is making a pretty significant settlement, and there's already pushback. We'll explain why. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. We have got to uh, talk about Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. We had Ronan Farrow on the show recently talking to us about uh, kind of the beginnings of his uh, new podcast called Catch and Kill, which is uh, here in the Intercom family over at Pineapple Street. But um, his show kind of digs into the different ways that he's been doing this reporting and the sources that he's been using and right. how, you know, this reporting has gotten done. Um, but the Harvey Weinstein story continues like in the courts. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't realize this until I was uh, checking out this story that Harvey Weinstein is like using a walker now. Yeah. This kind of made me think about Bill Cosby and how he was blind all of a sudden. Listen, um, the stunts in the shows, honey. This story coming from NBC News says Harvey Weinstein reaches tentative $25 million settlement. Some accusers are objecting to this. Now, they say um, the disgraced Hollywood heavyweight. Um, I always feel like the word heavyweight is not. I don't like the use of the word heavyweight, but it's it's always lower to me. Um, they, say, <laughs> okay. they say Harvey Weinstein and the board of his bankrupt film studio have reached a tentative global settlement with dozens of women who accuse him of having preyed on them. Two of his accusers and an attorney um, are reporting this out. Um, and apparently well, one of them is an actress named Caitlin Delaney, uh, who accused Weinstein of having sexually assaulted her during the Cannes Film Festival in 1996. Um in an interview with NBC News, she said that Weinstein and his former associates and directors and officers had negotiated the settlement of almost all the civil cases pending against him for nearly $47 million, about $25 million of which would compensate the women. Under the terms of this proposed deal, though, they say it took less than two years to hammer out and it would have to be approved by the judges in two of the cases involving him. Um, Weinstein wouldn't be required to admit any kind of wrongdoing or to pay his accusers directly. Um, and I believe the money would be coming out of his insurance, which it would, it would I would coming, feel about that as well. Yeah, it, the money would be coming from the insurance companies that oversaw the the Weinstein company, his, right. his business. So he would not have to say that he actually did anything wrong, and he would not have to pay out anything specifically. The Weinstein company's insurance company would apparently be uh, have, would have to pay $6.2 million that would go to 18 women who have sued 
Weinstein independently for uh, and for eighteen and a half million dollars that would be set aside as a settlement fund in a class action lawsuit filed in New York. They say that fund would be available to all of the class members in the suit, even in cases in which the statute of limitations had expired. I just don't think that sounds like enough. Yeah, like you're gonna split up this little bit of money and then that little bit of money amongst you know dozens of people. It just doesn't seem and like then it's the, enough. The question is also what is enough. Yeah, right? that's true. There's not a no number that is enough, but this kind of seems like all right. Here's some money. You guys go disappear. Yeah, and that it, it feels dismissive and in a way that and there's no like no admission of wrongdoing. Yeah. Well, like, one of the lawyers in the New York Times story on all of this, he mentioned how you know when all of this first began, they were estimating that the set that the the value that the settlement would be somewhere in the area of like ninety six million dollars yeah. that would have to be paid out to folks. But now that over the course of time, that's obviously come down to where we are now with this this 25 million I believe the number is um, but the problem is that there apparently there are all these different st- stipulations attached to the 25 million that would in some ways invalidate you know some of the women who are also suing him separately outside of this situation Mm. uh, invalidate their cases and it would allow him to use some of the money from the settlement to pay for his legal fees in the other cases like there's just all these different like peculiarities with this idea that they're putting forward that a lot of some of the women are and their lawyers are taking issue with well Zoe Brock is one of those women. She was a model um, who was one of the very first to accuse Weinstein in this whole sexual misconduct um, I guess firestorm that he's been under. She said, the settlement breaks my heart. I've signed it only because I have explored every other legal option and at this point I've found no alternative. Let us hope the criminal system does uh, not go as easy on Harvey as a civil system has because you'll also remember he has like formal charges that have been brought against him as well um, which seemingly will have some kind of an impact uh, we would assume but like as we continue to see like the Harvey Weinstein story like spiral and into bigger and bigger things I was actually having a conversation with someone um, about Lifetime and uh, Lifetime and Bravo and Harvey Weinstein has connections to how uh, Project Runway has ended back on Bravo. Yes. Apparently, Lifetime divested from all of their Harvey, Harvey Weinstein investments right. and they that the Weinstein company got rid of Project Runway and that moved over to Bravo yeah. because they were able to pick it back up. It's I, I only say that because like there are such wide reaching arms of this Harvey Weinstein story that you would never even expect or have any, an idea that it was connected to. And this is like one arm of it with the money. There's another arm with the charges. There's mm-hmm. another arm with what happens with all the properties of the company. Um, so so much. It's, it's an interesting kind of thing to con- continue to watch unravel uh, slowly but surely. So we're going to take a quick break. More Drop the Subject coming up right after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Before we get back to it, I want to remind you of a few different things. Uh, number one, if you go to wearechannelq.com right now, you have an amazing chance to win two tickets to Vegas. Vegas. You've got airfare, hotel, tickets, and a meet and greet with Lizzo. If you guys could see the way Travel is over here bopping. S-O-S. Over, he's, he, that's how people are going to feel uh, when you get to go meet Lizzo. Yes. You got to go, go to the concert. Have you seen her perform live? I have not. I've seen her perform live via Instagram. I've been to her concert. She was a part of uh, when we uh, did We Can Survive, and she was one of the many acts there, and it was a fantastic show. Um, I was reading the Time article about her being entertained of the year, and they say it's like, you're going to worship at the Church of Self Love. Like she's just like mm. so loving and like sends out all of these positive vibes and energy. So well, we know I love church. I if we do know that. Hallelujah. And so it's a it's a really really fantastic when you get to go see Lizzo live. Add to that New Year's Eve 
And you add to that a meet and greet with Lizzo. And a $1,000 shopping spree. Then you guys are going to have a really good time. So um, make sure you go over to wearechannelq.com for more information on how you can uh, participate in that. Also, I want to shout out to our listeners that are listening across the country. Earlier, we talked to Jarrett that's in New York City uh, on Alt 92.3 FM HD3. Uh, shout out to our listeners in Atlanta on Star 94.1 FM. ATL in the house, right? Uh, Star 94 FM HD3. And Denver, you guys are listening on Alice 105.9 FM HD2. And in, in my hometown, home market, uh, San Francisco, you've got 1550 AM and Alice 97.3 FM HD2. So... Want to move into this story? I was telling you guys that you know there's always a reason to boycott a company and to like be mad at them or or to not go. I know that um, you are not boycotting the major company that we always boycott. What you won't do is put me on blast again. Not gonna say every time I come to this show, you want to put out my business not, to the people. I didn't say anything about Chick Fil A. <laughs> so, uh, but the family who owns Krispy Kreme donuts and Panera Bread is donating $5.5 million to Holocaust survivors after learning that their ancestors supported the Nazi regime and used Russian civilians and French war prisoners as forced laborers in uh, to work for their factory. Uh, the story is coming from NBC News. They say the donation that the Ryman family um, is making is going to the Conference of Jewish Material Claims Against Germany, um, and they just announced it uh, today on Thursday, and they're going to be helping thousands of survi- survivors in need, uh, according to a, a release that they had uh, their release says elderly poor holocaust survivors need food medicine and heat in the winter these funds will enable thousands of survivors to live in dignity um this I is so cute yeah. it's 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 so great they also own like caribou coffee pete's coffee and tea preta manger which i never know if i'm saying it right You're definitely not but it's okay. yep that's it <laughs> <laughs> Cure green i'm not gonna mess it up but yeah. all of that um so like this is cute i appreciate this they say in March, the uh, German tabloid Bild reported that the documents uncovered in Germany, France, and in the United States showed that the Ryman, uh, Albert Ryman Sr. and his son, Albert Ryman Jr., were supporters of Hitler and used forced laborers under Nazis um, during the World War. world. war okay, two. Figure it out. <laughs> Wrap your mouth around that. Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. There we go. Uh, um, uh, so I, I love that they kind of found this out about their family and said, like, we've got to do something. And they're not better. running away from it. And they're not running away from it. They're, you know, kind of saying, like, okay, well, how can we do do better? What do we do with this? So um, they say that when they found out about it, they were ashamed. Um, they say these crimes were disgusting. And according to their press release, by the spring of 1942, the family's factory used about 200 civilians as forced laborers. Um, and then Ryman Sr. died in 1954. His son then took over and died in 1984. Um, if this I, is going to become, you know, the 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 prototype for what companies should do, we should be seeing a lot more money coming out because a lot of these companies that y'all yeah. love were, you know, born on the backs of of Nazi foolishness, white supremacist foolishness, anti-black Listen. foolishness, uh, anti-LGBTQ foolishness. I mean. I don't know if this really falls in the category of like a reparation, but it's kind of reparation reparation adjacent, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I, I, I like that they're doing this. It makes me feel like, you know, all right, well, maybe I'll go get me a, a turkey avocado over at the Panera's. A turkey and avocado? They have like a, a turkey avocado something. The sandwich. mac and cheese is actually really good. Just do a little bit of salt and pepper to add to it. You know, and you it and I have it off. a very high bar for macaroni and I cheese. I promise you, it's so good, so milky, so creamy, so wonderful. I need to get me a... a, a glazed donut a fresh glazed donut when the light is on at Krispy Kreme oh it's just the blessing (laughs) Uh. 
Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, it's time for News It or Lose It. I've got three stories. You've got three votes. Something about democracy dying here. That's democracy reigns here. Reigns here. Sorry. Votes. I just need you to get what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) headline number one More people are choosing to die at home instead of a hospital. Uh, uh, exciting, right? Sure. Um, all Love right. Death. <laughs> a fake travel agent scammed people out of four hundred thousand dollars for tickets to nowhere. Sure. Let's. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And then the word genius word of the day is punctilious. No. 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 You don't want punctilious. No. Fine. All right. I'm, I'm, you just missed out. I'm not even going to tell you that it was an adjective or what it meant. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, more drop the subject. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, News It or Lose It is back. You did two out of three stories because you're a hater. It's fine. Um, the first I believe story, in equality. It, excuse me? Equity. How dare you? Whatever. You know what? As soon as this show is over, you're not coming back. We'll see about that. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point. Anyway, uh, okay, this story comes from NBC News. Uh, The headline says, more people are choosing to die at home instead of in a hospital. This is an interesting uh, situation because they're saying that more people are choosing uh, like in-home hospice care and to want to die like where they live with their families as opposed to going to a hospital. Uh, They say that home is now the most common place people are choosing to spend their final days of life, life outpacing hospital deaths for the first time in more than half a century. The study was done from 2003 to 2017, they said home deaths increased by 6.9%. People are now uh, about 30.7% of people um, are choosing to die at home, whereas uh, hospital deaths decreased by 10%. Apparently, only uh, 29.8% of people are dying in a hospital. And it's interesting because, like, my grandfather passed away in a hospital, and I remember thinking, like, I don't understand how people could do this at home. Mm. It seems so scary. It seems, and mind you, that was the first person I'd ever seen pass away, like, in front of me. Yeah. Um, but, like, my grandmother then passed away at home. Um, and I don't know. It, it To me, I don't want to die at home. I don't, I feel like it's a choice that every individual gets to make for themselves. But I just think about, like, how awkward it is to be in the space where someone passed away after they're gone. Listen, sis, I was just about to say, so my grandmother, you know, right before she died, she had been doing some surgical things on her heart or whatever. And then, you know, came back home from the surgical and then died. Mm. And, you know, once we... When she died and we went back, you know, all the family like descended on the city or whatever. We were staying in the apartment that she died in. And I was like, baby, I can't do this. Yeah. I just cannot. Yeah. I, I don't know when my grandmother was passing away. Like we we had a long lead knowing that she was going to be going in a few months um, after she'd had a stroke that really changed her. And like I felt uncomfortable like walking I remember the first time going to the house like I felt uncomfortable even walking up to the door like knowing that she's listen the spirits are yeah. real yeah so. okay but it, I also understand the want to like be in a comfortable familiar place for those last moments like I completely understand that as well well they say the rise in in, in home deaths uh, also reflects that quote perhaps we're able to honor more people's wishes and help them pass away in a place that's most familiar to them yeah. this coming from one of the folks that 
uh, works in hospice care, which that part I kind of understand. Like it was great for my grandmother, for all of us to be able to come in and visit her and spend time with her and mm-hmm. in, in a setting that she was most comfortable. Yeah. And uh, so that part of it, I get. You can having, eat your own food because you know that yeah. hospital food. I don't care if you're on your way out. You want to you want to go out with a good meal. You are such an elderly old woman. <laughs> I don't know how you are living. Uh, OK, so this other story that is also from NBC News. I <laughs> this headline says fake travel agents scammed people out of $400,000 for Joanne, tickets the scammer. to Noah. Exactly. The subheading says one accuser thought they were buying a trip to Disney World for a family with a member battling cancer. I don't know. According to the Pennsylvania Attorney General. So they say that uh, Christine Hayes was 38 years old. She's accused of stealing money from at least 82 people. Oh, no. You were putting in work, Christine, uh, uh, by tricking them into buying $400,000 worth of vacation deals. Um, they say that she misled hardworking people by promising incredible deals for dream vacations and then failed to deliver. This all happened between July 2017 and February 2019. Uh, apparently, Hayes was allegedly using aliases to self-travel to sell travel fake travel Girl, get it together, sis. No. We almost done. You know, listen, it's live radio. It happens. <laughs> uh, she was <laughs> selling uh, fake travel packages. It's actually a typo in the article. It's sure, not bl- me. blame it on NBC News. This time, I promise. Blame it on NBC uh, News. She says her victims, uh, they say her victims, uh, believe they were going on trips with their friends and family, only to discover they had tickets to nowhere. Their money was stolen by this fake travel agent. Um, Hayes allegedly came through on initial deals to clients, but then provided fake packages later on. The prosecutor's office claims in some instances, Hayes took credit card information provided by the clients to buy airline tickets for other people. In one allegation, someone thought they were buying a trip to Disney World, as we said, for a family. Um, uh, she a family need to catch these Canada. hands. No, she's going to the hot place. Legit. Like she need to catch these hands. Though. She is going to be in all of the trouble when she goes because before she gets there, she needs to catch these hands you, okay so you want to fight her is what i'm hearing yeah listen she just des- she deserves she, if she, you stole my granny money knowing I, my granny trying to do something good for the family you done stole granny money well i'm just thinking four hundred thousand dollars like i mean it's not quite the ponzi scheme of bernie madoff right wow. however it is kind of a it is kind of a it's it's enough of a scam that like she's gonna have to eat this one when she go, when she dies. Well, if you if you believe in heaven or hell, you gotta <laughs> believe that she's gonna be going to the hot place. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got one last thing to do. It's the happy ending. Emmy's so excited about it, like she cannot wait. That's next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. The gift of the year is here. The Drinkworks Home Bar is a Keurig for cocktails. From mojitos to mules to margaritas, simply insert your pot into the drink maker, press start, and your delicious chilled cocktail is ready in under a minute. It was featured on The Ellen Show 12 Days of Giveaways. And with GIFT 100, get $100 off plus free shipping at drinkworks.com. That's GIFT 100 for $100 off at drinkworks.com. Give the gift that keeps on giving with the Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig. Keurig is a registered trademark of Keurig Green Mountain Inc. Use under license. Please enjoy responsibly. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Since the moment you were born, I made a thousand wishes. Wishes for your future in a world that's changing fast. Do play and laugh. Do win and lose. Do it all with confidence, kindness, and strength. And always do your best to remember that no matter what you do in this life, what matters to me 
is that you keep doing. Inspire kids to do at 4H.org. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. We are the new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. We've got one more segment here. Um, but before we go, I want to remind you one more time about this awesome offer that we have for you with Lizzo. If you go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win two tickets to Vegas with Airfare Hotel, uh, tickets to a meet and greet with Lizzo, and a $1,000 shopping spree, all that stuff is available for you right now if you go to wearechannelq.com uh, for the extraordinary New Year's Eve experience of a lifetime <laughs> uh, that includes a $1,000 shopping spree. I That's keep thinking, all we like, care about is the money. All you care about is the money. That's all <laughs> the we $1, care $1,000. Um, before we go, I want to bring in uh, Ryan from Let's Go There with Sheer and Ryan um, because you guys have a, a fantastic show every single day. Tell me what you guys got coming up on your show uh, today. Thank you for the compliment and you are right. Um, <laughs> so actually, That's enough of that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, Actually, so today is a very exciting day. Um, I don't know if you all are familiar with him. If you aren't, you will be. Uh, he is the first trans black man to be a series regular on an upcoming show called 911's Lone Star. Brian, Brian Michael, Michael Smith, Smith. Yes. will be on the show today. I'm very, very excited um, to talk to him. I met him at Trevor Live, and we just hit it off. And so he will, yeah, be here talking to and us. he's cute. Oh, he is delicious. He showed me a picture of his body, like, mm. because he's a sexy firefighter. Yes. And this is a story I was going to tell on my show. But guess what? You got to if you're welcome. Um, and so it's wonderful <laughs> that his body is just so sexy and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to drool when I like mm-hmm. have this moment because I am attracted to him. Okay, well thank you. Well, Please uh, tune in. He's married, so. I know, <laughs> <Watch> but. <out. laughs> let me Let me relax. Let me pull it back in. <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually very excited for, uh, for today's show. Awesome. All right, well, yeah. uh, you guys can check out Let's Go There a little bit later. Uh, coming up at four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock Eastern right here on Channel Q. It's now time for the happy ending. This is Emmy's favorite part of the show. Emmy gets a little bit hyped every time we do it, and um, you've got to really like calm her down. So, uh, Emmy, I want you to um, to to start us off here. I'm not doing this. This is toxic <laughs> <What>? positivity. <laughs> what? This and is not love line. You there can't is pull no toxic silver lining to every story. Sometimes we just need to wallow in our misery wow. and quit putting the sprinkles on top. Stop sugarcoating it. We need to see things for what they toxic. are. I am not in. I agree. Yeah, I'm not an optimistic person oh, when it comes to that. We have to re- acknowledge I, I that not hitting, not every story <laughs> has a has a silver lining, and I'm okay with that. I that sounds beautiful to me. Thank you, thank you. Wow, can't wait for yours tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> all right, Travel. Travel, that's actually a perfect segue to mine. Mine is the state of queer media may be at the bottom of the trash can, but so is the rest of society. 
That's true. not that true. is not <laughs> that is not a positive spin either. No one's good at this. No, I was gonna say it may be a bummer that out laid you off and uh, Pride Media is getting rid of a bunch of people and mm-hmm. you know things are in question. Uh-huh. But look at the bright side. You got to come hang out with us today. Oh. You know what? I play the damn music. Play, play the damn music. We're gonna have this damn fairy tale in this family. We're gonna have a good time. Sure, okay. It's like Yes, sir. He's like, I don't have no job. <laughs> Uh, earlier on in the show today we talked about um, the state of queer media and it was something that if you missed it you should definitely check it out um, on our podcast because we uh, had a really great chat about where things are going in queer media how things have been changing and uh, Travel is is for another couple of days the director of culture and entertainment over at Out Magazine and uh, you know they've just had a a major uh, shift I will say in in the direction that they're going and are letting go a lot of their top executives at The Advocate is letting go some folks and then you guys just companies doing that as well um so we know that you're going to land somewhere fantastic and of course somebody uh, listening out there is going to hire me you know <laughs> maybe to their detriment we'll see well probably no. <laughs> but uh we are we're definitely rooting for you and um and love you and appreciate you and and um you know we know that things are going to be good for you my pleasure we joining you today are done for the day joining me tomorrow here in studio will be john duran from sidebar with john duran here on channel q he is going to be sticking around after his show to hang out with me on our show um this show is over though uh, it's going to be Friday the 13th <laughs> tomorrow so thank Things will probably be a little bit more interesting. And John Duran will be able to kind of give us some background on why Friday the 13th is like the spooky, weird day that it is for so many people, because he's basically an encyclopedia. So that's up next tomorrow. Have a great day. We'll see you with uh, Let's Go There with Sharon Ryan in about two hours. Don't go anywhere. Have a great day.